0: Welcome to The Leader's Notebook with Dr. Mark Rutland. Dr. Rutland is a world-renowned leadership expert. He is a New York Times best-selling author, and he has served as the president of two universities. The Leader's Notebook is brought to you by Global Servants. For more information about Global Servants, please visit our website, globalservants.org. Here is your host, Dr. Mark Rutland. When God asks a question, it certainly isn't because he doesn't know the answer. Hello, I'm Mark Rutland. Welcome to The Leader's Notebook. I hope you're enjoying this new series on the questions of God. I'm certainly enjoying preparing for it. When God asks a question, it can't be because He's ignorant of the answer. God forbid. It must be that when He asks the question, He has a purpose in the life of the person to whom He asks it and through that person to all of us as well, obviously. So when I hear God ask a question in Scripture, I want to know what's behind that question. What is it about? This series here on the the Leader's Notebook is very different from anything we've done in the past. I've done interviews. I've done teachings on books. I've uh, done teachings on business, leadership, management, and on theology. But this is a different series, both in content and in style. These are very brief, right to the point teachings based on the questions that God asks in Scripture. Now, today we're in the book of Exodus. Let me just remind you of the backstory so that you're clear on it. God has confronted Moses, who is 80 years old, remember, at this time, and he speaks to him through the witness of the burning bush. And tells him that he has heard the cry of the people in Egypt, that he is going to bring the, the Hebrew people out. He's going to lead them back to Israel. He's going to take them to the land that flows with milk and honey. And he, he even explains to Moses, they're going to despoil Egypt. They're going to walk out. The Egyptian women will give them jewelry and everything. We're just going to walk out of, you're not going to go out broke as ex slaves you're going to go out as spoilers with everything Egypt will give you because they're going to they want to get rid of you. God says he will stretch out his hand and smite Egypt with all wonders and power and that the Egyptian people will plead with you to leave and give you everything, gold, raiment, jewels, and they'll put these things on your sons, load them on your daughters and you will spoil the Egyptians. Now listen to Moses. In chapter 4, verse 1, and Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. I just want you to hear God has spoken through the miracle of a burning bush. Moses is looking right at it. He's looking at an unexplainable miracle. He knows he's hearing the voice of God, he is not confused. He doesn't think it's a satanic trick or counterfeit. He is looking at a miracle and hearing the audible voice of God, and his first thought is for himself. How like us that is. They will not believe me. They will not listen to me. He makes himself the issue. They will say, the Lord hath not appeared on him. They won't listen to me. They won't believe me, and they'll say that I'm a liar. He's concerned about his own credibility and his own reputation. And then God asked this question, And the Lord said unto him, What is that in thine hand? Do you see that that question doesn't seem on the surface to match up with what Moses has just said? Moses says, They won't listen to me. They won't believe me, and they'll say that I'm a liar. God doesn't respond to any of that. He says, what is that in your hand? The response of Moses to that question is brilliant in its economy. He says, a rod. Now, I just want you to think what this means. God Almighty, in the presence of a burning bush, says, what is in your hand? That's the explanation. You're worried about yourself, your reputation, your credibility. What are you holding in your hand? And Moses says, a stick. What is that going to help? God is revealing to Moses that he can use the unexceptional to do the unimaginable. It's hard to tell from Scripture. We often think of Moses as having a speech impediment. It's not clear that he had a speech impediment. may well have, but it's not clear. It may be simply that he says, I'm not of a ready speech, not a good speaker. I'm not a good public speaker. He's an 80-year-old man who's not a good public speaker being sent back to Egypt where he's got a price on his head because the last time he was there, he committed voluntary manslaughter and fled for his life. He spent 40 years in the backside of the desert now, God appears to him in a burning bush, and Moses says, quite reasonably, I think, why would they listen to me? They're not going to believe me. They're not going to listen to me, and they're just going to say he made the whole thing up about God. And God says, what's in your hand? And Moses says, a rod. God is showing him I can use the common to do the extraordinary. I can use the plain to do the glorious. We keep looking for some extraordinary instrument, some remarkably talented person or leader. And God says, I can use anything. I can turn Egypt upside down with an 80-year-old man holding a stick in his hand. I can defeat the most powerful army in the world with water. I can make bread appear in the desert. I can bring flocks of quail when you want meat. I am the Lord thy God. I can provide anything. But we keep looking for something in the natural order that looks powerful or important or victorious. And God says, I use the ordinary to do the extraordinary. I remember years ago. I attended the Indian Springs camp meeting down in uh, Jackson, Georgia. It's a holiness campground. And I went to the little bookstore when the service was over, and I had heard about a famous preacher, a holiness evangelist, uh, from the earliest days of the 20th century. His name was Buddy Robinson. He was often referred to as Uncle Buddy Robinson. I'd read a book of his Uh, I had heard about him, heard of him, and that he was such a great evangelist, so anointed, so powerful. And they had in that bookstore a cassette tape. I wonder if anybody listening today remembers cassette tapes. But they had a cassette tape of Buddy Robinson sharing just before he died so that tapes, that kind of audio recording had just been invented. And Buddy Robinson was giving his testimony about how Jesus met him in the hospital. He called it my hospital experience and that he saw Jesus. Oh, I was excited to get that cassette. I bought it, got in my car, put it in the cassette deck as I started to leave the campground and put it into play. And Buddy Robinson's voice was nothing I expected. I wanted him to sound like Billy Graham. I wanted the voice of Charlton Heston. I, I I wanted Ronald Reagan on steroids. Instead, it was a squeaky little old man with with a slight speech impediment. God forbid I would mock the great old evangelist, but it, it sounded like Elmer Fudd. He's, he said, I'm Buddy Robertson. I'm Buddy Robinson. I'm going to tell you about my hospital experience. I said, oh, no, they duplicated this on the wrong speed. I put the cassette out, did a U-turn, went back to the bookstore and threw the cassette on the counter and said, you duped this up on the wrong speed. Buddy Robinson sounds like an idiot. The man behind the counter said, Brother Utland, does he sound kind of like Elmer Fudd? I said, yes. They said, that's not the wrong speed. That's how Buddy Robinson sounded. I was shocked. Nevertheless, I took the cassette, got back in my car, and put it in the dashboard and began to play it. And I thought, well, I'll just listen to the silly old man. I hadn't driven five miles down the road when I had to pull the car over onto the shoulder of the road because I couldn't see for my tears. God wants to use the unexceptional to do the unimaginable. Do not excuse yourself from the plan of God because no one else sees anything exceptional or extraordinary about you. Don't overlook opportunities of God because you think the only thing you've got in your hand is a stick. God is a mighty God, and he longs to use the patently unexceptional to perform the miraculous. God has a plan, and God has the resource to make that plan work. We often cry out to God, God, how are you going to make this work? God, what are you going to do? God, how, what, what kind of amazing thing are you going to give me? And God says, what is that in your hand? We keep waiting. Pastors keep waiting. If I get a better church, things will go better. If I get a bigger building, things will go better. Businessmen, if I just get one more million dollars, then I can make a success. Career women say, if I can just get this promotion, then I'll have all I need. And God says, start right where you are with exactly what I give you. Do your best. Do your highest. Begin where you are. Achieve the best that you can. I supply everything supernatural. We keep saying, Lord, what's the answer? And God says, the answer is in your hand. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this, and I hope you're enjoying this series on God's questions in the Bible. Until we meet again, this has been The Leader's Notebook, and I'm Mark Rutland. You've been listening to The Leader's Notebook with Dr. Mark Rutland. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review today's podcast. You can follow Dr. Rutland on Twitter at Dr. Mark Rutland or visit his website, DrMarkRutland.com. Join us next week for another episode of The Leader's Notebook.